Hey everybody, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we get ready for the Charles Schwab Challenge, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the first tournament back from the uh, suspended play last year. But before we get to that, we take a look back at, um, I don't know what to say, uh, an epic win, maybe an all-time classic win by Phil Mickelson, breaking the age record for a major champion, uh, joining Rory McIlroy and myself as uh, esteemed players at Keough Island. It was a great weekend, Skeeter. What do you take from that? I like how you just mentioned yourself with the, with the same same sense as Rory and Phil. Um, by the way, there's time codes for a reason. Um, I have a feeling you and I might be chatting a little bit about the PGA. So if, if you don't want to hear us chat, go to the time codes. We'll let you know when we're talking about uh, the, uh, the, the uh, Charles Schwab Cla- or a Colonial. What is it? Charles Schwab Charles Schwab Challenge. Thank you. I have too many, too many C's for my lucky. Um... Boy, where do I want to start here? You have been talking up Kiowa Island for weeks, months, whatever. Years. Years. Um, I see why. My yeah. God, what a beautiful court. I mean, what a beautiful, what a fair tournament. I mean, hey, USGA. I mean, I know you're going to screw this up here in a few weeks, but my goodness, what a just a sensational tournament. I mean, Played so fair, you had you saw people make runs. You saw them blow up. The and just a little bit of wind would cause that, but it was just it was so scenic and so and the drama was there. Like, oh, it was just wonderful just to watch. Like, gotta be one of my favorite uh, tournament sites I've ever seen. I mean, I'm partial, right? Having played there a few right, times, just man. fortunate to have been there. But it's a beautiful piece of land. It just sets up so well. The way the winds can change can change the golf course so drastically from one day to the next, one hour to the next, quite frankly. I mean, I can even say, like, those winds are serious, even when they're not going crazy. I remember riding my bike on a different part of Keough Island, up the beach and down, and that the difference in the way you had to pedal oh, on yeah. flat ground from one way to another was insane. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, Pete Dye is obviously one of the greats, uh, and for a reason, and that place is pretty uh, pretty awesome, man. How great of a hole 17, by the way? <laughs> when I played it, I, I need to tell you, it was like 140 yards, not over 200. Oh, well, yeah. So I assure you that I was probably playing it like way, f- I don't know, if, way further right. I mean, it's I guess it's kind of a little bit further right, so it's more over water than water to the right. It's more over and water to the right, but uh, at any rate, yeah. We certainly were not playing it. Like, I saw one day, it was it was listed at 223, and I'm like, oh my god, that is not the hole I played. No, but I mean, just that tee shot where your bailout left is the sand. Like, I like I kind of like this whole sandy area concept of just, like, the native sand dunes. Like, that just caused so much thinking and hassle for the players, and you saw some terrific shots from it. You saw some disasters from it, and that just, I know, that's what I love. And, again, it, it almost felt like an open championship at times, just the way you, you're watching the layout and things like that. Hence the reason that I really thought, and, I mean, we weren't alone in this. I mean, you thought it, too, that European players were going to, if not win it, kind of dominate the leaderboard. And there were some up there. I mean, it was kind of all over the place. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it is, man. It's an awesome place, and, you know, I – 
I would argue that it should be in the rotation to be seen again. I bet it will be, but oh, hey, I let's remember there are other beautiful courses like, I don't know, Valhalla in two years here in the great state of Kentucky to be the PGA Championship host. Oh, I, I, th- I think they're coming back to uh, Kiowa. I mean, they will after this. Everybody one, right? like they, just... they, they already did, but now why wouldn't you again? I mean, everybody was just in love with the tournament. Yeah. And it was before you had Phil winning. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, there was no reason to choose Phil. Nope. And I he, thought he was a terrible play here. I didn't think that his – here's, here's I guess, what I didn't think about it, is the win was going to maybe create everyone to have to use short game. And if that's the case, then who do you want? I mean, I said I like Cam Smith's short game, but hell, Phil with the short game. I mean, I just – I, in hindsight, it made sense, but ahead of time, no. it surely didn't to me anyway. Well, or the other thing I started thinking of was, you know, as this is playing out, like, okay, so we have Kepka up there, we have Louie, we have Harrington, Lowry, Casey was up there, Rom backdoor to top 10. Like, these are all pretty good Lynx players. And we kind of knew coming in that Lynx was going to be the style. Phil's won and open. Yep. Because he won two. No, he's won one, right? This was his sixth. Three Masters and Open and two PGAs, I think. Okay. But, I mean, Phil's always played well. I mean, remember, he sh- I mean, he had the match play against Stenson a few years back. Yeah. It was All-time those- great rounds. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, Phil did not lose that one. Stenson just outplayed him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so I guess, you know, if this ever comes back to Kiowa, it's like maybe some of these traditional Lynx players that, you know, like we should, and we kind of thought that a little bit, but I guess we didn't go think deep enough. I mean, heck, even Justin Rose was floating around for a little while. Um, My buddy texted me early Sunday, like, Rose is on fire. I was like, get out of here with that. You know, I don't want to hear that. I threw a buck on him at like 100 to 1 because I'm like, well, the wind's going to pick up. If he's somehow getting at two or three under, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, post a number, and then that wind could change everything. Absolutely. And it kind of did because, you know, you saw Answer shoot like 65, and nobody else was close on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just – we are spoiled right now in golf. We had Hideki win, first Japanese male to win a major, and how great of a story that was. Then we have Phil win – at 50, with first 50-year-olds to win a major, or at least first male. I don't know if anybody in the LPGA Tour has won at 50 or whatever, but, like, these are just back-to-back, just wonderful, great stories with guys that you just are like, yeah, these are these are feel-good stories. So I'm, like, theorizing who's next, and I think my next story is, like, it's one of these, it's one of these youngsters that are going to win. Yeah, I was thinking of a Southern California native that could maybe win in the uh, Southern California and Torrey Pines U.S. Open. Well, I don't think he's a youngster. Um, Well, well, which one are you thinking of? Um, Not Xander, bro. Not Xander. Yeah, as I said, I was was like, maybe you're going Xander. No, I'm thinking, I I don't know if Rom fits as a youngster, but... Kind of still. I think so. Hovland, Sungjae, or... And I, I'd like to go here for a minute because I can't quit this guy, Zalatoris. What do we have to do to get him into the PGA Tour playoffs if he doesn't <laughs> win? Like, did you see the Max Homa tweet? He yes. said everybody should go into uh, Monahan's office. I guess you saw that and take off their polos, Rudy style. Oh, here's what you do if if you're. Okay, I just blanked on his name, and you just said it too. PJ Monahan. 
Here's what you do. All right, if you are top 20 in the world as a non-member, you are in the PGA Tour playoffs. And by the way, the playoffs will now be 126 players if this happens. See, sure. Top 125, he gets an exemption. Like, three top 10s at majors. He keeps top 10 everywhere. Like, it's... it's. Okay, but that's a problem because Sam, Sam Harrop's song is the top 125, so he's going to have to change that song. Probably going to have to not be able to use the Green Day tune anymore. Like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, change the top one, two. He's good enough and creative enough. He can throw, hey, it's another view, another hits, and, you know, Will Z gets some attention. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, oh, but no, it was a great tournament. Um, really thrilled I get to watch a lot on the weekend. So, um, now we have a few tournaments before we get to go to Torrey Pines. Did Phil win too early? Oh, I mean, would he, I, as epic as this one was, would he t- would he trade it for the Grand Slam in the U.S. Open oh, instead? Absolutely, in a heartbeat, especially in Pro- San Diego. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, probably so. But man, that's a hell of a win. Oh yeah, and now Phil, I, I assume, has automatically qualified the U.S. Open and no longer needs that special exemption to play. That's right. He, uh, I think, has <laughs> he took it and then he didn't need it. I love it. Yeah, and uh, speaking of exemptions, um. Your boy Ricky, top 10, I think, uh, off an exemption. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good story. I mean, I was like, as, as as that happened, you know, maybe Friday, I'm looking at it like, okay, let's be real. Like, Hideki kind of came from out of nowhere. This would be the ultimate from out of nowhere. And I am a big Ricky fan, so, like, I, I couldn't like Kiowa more, right? But Ricky went and wouldn't have made me like it less. Right. But, no, I mean, it's just – Maybe this is what he needs to kind of get back. Because remember, we kept waiting for this on speed, 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 and then all of a sudden he started showing some life. And mm-hmm. and Ricky had been showing a little bit of life, just not to this extent. Yeah, a couple of uh, like you know made cuts and you know not the earliest tee times, but yeah, it'd be good. I'd love to see it happen, man. You know that. So well, I mean, um, just like Phil winning and Spieth winning, it's good for golf. I mean, yes. I mean, just, I don't I, There's just not enough good things I can say right now about uh, this PGA championship. And now kind of, hate to say it, it almost feels like a slight letdown going to Colonial, which is always a, a fun tournament to watch, too. Yeah, beautiful place. I mean, so this was the first tournament back from the restart, correct? Yes, it was. Um, okay, I thought so. Yeah, it was the first one back. And you remember for a couple of missed, uh, some brutal shorties. Yeah, a couple missed shorties that that was answer and who else missed one? Um, uh, I don't know if it was answer. Xander missed one to get into the playoff, and then Maura Cowell missed one on the first hole of the playoff. Okay, yeah, there it was. It was not answer because answer was fourteenth. Okay, that's what I was talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Those were the misses. Um, which uh, yeah. So why are we ready to get into the Colonial, the Fort Worth Invitational, the Charles Schwab Challenge, if you will? You forgot the Dean and DeLuca. Yes. <laughs> I apologize. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's first start with it. Par 70, 7,200 yards. Uh, I certainly remember watching uh, a lot of it, particularly last last year on Sunday. But take us through the course. What are we expecting here as we uh, certainly change venues? Yeah, uh, this is in a lot of ways about the opposite of Kiowa. Kiowa was 7,800 yards wide open. This is 7,200 yards tree-lined. Has some, you know, think of the heritage a little bit, at least the trees go. 
It's another one of those courses where I think you're better off in a rough in some holes in the fairway just because of angles. Um, I saw something that they have, you know, had like a really bad winter and bad spring, so I'm not assuming that... So this could be looking a little run down, but the rough usually isn't um, real big. A lot of short par fours under 450 yards and a lot of forced, you know, layups. I think Rom was the first one a few years ago to start trying to cut the trees for angles, and he was just doing the bomb and gouge, which can work. But basically, it's just it's kind of like Heritage in a way where any style will win. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's a dominating... Uh, stats like even when i was looking it basically looked like um approach and putting like you know you but you have to this is this might be one of those few tournaments where you might actually want to consider good putters like you know it, it can be extremely variant but there's some um there's some correlation to good putters so for me i'm looking at tita green approach opportunities gained the proximity ranges i'm looking at the wedge ranges in 150 to 175 and just, you know, there are only two par fives, so that means there's 12 par fours. I'm looking at par four strokes gain. So, cut line usually around one over or so. I think it was one under last year, but remember, there was 156 players, and all the top players were there. This is 121, top 65 in ties, so it should be a fairly high six of six unless Chalk just completely busts. Anything else before we get into the field? I don't think so. Like it's a decent field, but as I was telling you beforehand, boy, some of the some of the guys that I kind of want to, I thought, ooh, maybe I can bet them at thirty to one, forty to one. Uh no, they're in the twenties and ten upper teens. So I was like, uh, there's some. I don't. I don't like these. I don't like the numbers on some of these golfers, but they're probably deserved. Yeah, I haven't gotten into too many of the numbers. As we know, ABC, I'll always bet Charlie. He's forty to one, but whatever. I'll take the return. We'll get to him in a moment. Let's start at the 10K plus tier, and let's start at the top. It's Jordan Spieth, 11-2, Justin Thomas, 11-even, Colin Morikawa, 10-5, Patrick Reed, 10-3, Daniel Berger, 10K-even. Skeeter, who's your favorite 10K? So, what, I, know, I know you didn't get to watch as much as you wanted to, but um, do you want to take a guess where Colin Morikawa finished? More cow. If I'm guessing where he finished, I uh, I don't know. Fifteenth. My of course my eighth. Face. He finished tied eighth with the sixty-eight on Sunday. Yeah, he At minus I mean, one. This was a everybody kind of fell to him. Like I at the end, it's like he finished eighth. But so good Sunday round. He is number one in my model, and it's not even close for twenty-four rounds. Like. He is number one, Tita Green approach, opportunities gain, and the proximity of the wedge range. He's actually top five in everything except putting, which is the bad news here is the putting. But 10-5 for Morikawa. He, he lost here in the playoff last year on a, on a, lip, on a brutal lift-out putt. We saw him win TBC Harding Park, which I think, to, in my mind, from what I remember, seems to have some similarities with the trees and things like that. He's just a standout for me above 10K. So for me, it's Morikawa at 10-5. And as we just mentioned, he lost with a short miss putt in a playoff too. So it's and, a, and it wasn't he wasn't the only one in that hole that uh, lift out a putt either, I believe. Yeah, so not a not a bad showing. I'm gonna go with Spieth. I know he's the most popular. I don't know how my lineup 
construction is going to go. Or not the most popular, but rather the most expensive. He might be the most popular. He's one here, but it's Texas. Like, Jordan just plays well in Texas. Even when he wasn't playing well, he played well here. He seems like if if I can afford him, he just seems like an easy plug-and-play here. I mean, again, the form the form was there. Uh, kind of faded a little bit on the weekend, but he was yeah. kind of hanging around. But, no, he's my second favorite, third in my model. Top 10 T to green approach, birdies are better, par four strokes gain, really doing nothing wrong. It's just kind of funny to see Spieth a little bit. Uh, his, his putter hasn't been as hot as we've seen it. Like, he'd be blitzing fields if he was uh, putting, you know, like he was other times in his career. I don't know if I'll get to him, but so you say Spieth is your second. Yeah. I'm going to go with Barger as my second. I know he's the defending champ, and I usually kind of shy away from that, but outside of majors, he's been playing outstanding. Uh, was basically last at the PGA, finished uh, 75th, didn't make the cut at the Masters. But outside of that, 3rd, 13th, 9th, 35th, won at Pebble Beach. Uh, So you got to go back to the waste management start of February before you miss, like he's anything under a top 35 in a a non-major. So go Daniel Berger. I mean, he he rallied on Friday, like – because he shot seven over on on Thursday, shot three under on Thursday to make the cut. I needed him to make the cut for a couple of my lineups, which well, then tanked. But he didn't do anything on the weekend. Um, it's funny you mentioned Phoenix because at one point on Saturday, the leaderboard was like Phil Brooks, Louis Matsuyama. It was mm-hmm. like good grief. This looks like the waste management Phoenix Open. I think that I think somebody would point that out too. Like this looks like a Phoenix leaderboard, not a. Uh, not Kiowa. Well, a lot of sand, just like the desert, too. Maybe maybe that is a correlation there. But, yeah, <laughs> I was like a who's who as far as everybody who had won it or played really well at Phoenix was hanging. Oh, Gary Woodland was up Woodland, there, Woodland, uh, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky, yeah. Yeah, like, it was like, it was like, good grief, this looks like a Super Bowl weekend with this leaderboard. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, that's pretty funny. I didn't think about that. Then I, yeah, that, that. I, I'm with you though. That makes sense. Um, all right. So, are you on Burger? Who's your fade? Maybe you're going where I just went. I don't. I mean, maybe I just. I'm probably not playing Burger, but he's not my fade. It's Patrick Reed. Um, Super like course that suits him, but he just feels like he, at least stat wise, he's outclassed here. Like everybody else in the 10K range is top 10. He's 26. Really, he's been struggling with his. Uh, 150 to 175 proximity. He's first in putting, which is probably good news here, but just all the approach and the other numbers just don't fit for me, so he will be the one I am not playing. I'm not playing Pat Reed either. Um, I mean, I can't fade. I, so there's five choices, right? I like two of them. I can't get away from Morikawa. I'll never fade Justin Thomas just because he had a bad week, so it's Patrick Reed for me, kind of process and elimination. Yeah. I mean, Thomas, something just isn't right with him by his standards. Like, he's just something's off in his game. He was a letdown. I used a lot of him this week. Well, uh, he, was, he was a letdown. I think his putter's been a, the main issue with him. Maybe he should have Corey Connors people look at it. Or, or um, or Keith Mitchell. Remember Mitchell? Was oh, that's, that's who had it. Dang it. I got it. I got the wrong name. Dang it. That's the reference I was going for. My bad. That's all right. Yes, he should have. Yes, there you go. Ah, well, anyway, are we ready to take it to the nine Ks after that terrible bomb? Hey, that's all right. Oh, uh, yes. 
All right, let's do Will Zalatoris at 99, Abe Answer 97, Tony Finau 96, Scotty Scheffler 95, Corey Connors 94, Joaquin Neiman 93, Woodland 92, Sungjae M 91, Jason Kokrak 9K even. Skeeter, where are you going up top in 9K? I'm going to go Finau. Um, another one who kind of snuck a top 10, I believe. He snuck up there. Yeah, he was another one, finished eighth. Yeah. Now, getting 6.3 strokes around the green is a little surprising for him, but he was positive in all the strokes gained categories. Tenth of the Masters. Missed cuts at the other tournaments, so that's uh, odd to see. But, you know, I can, I'm willing to take a chance here on him. He ranks fifth in my model, fifth tee to green, fifth in the wedge range. Decent history here. He was second uh, back in 2019. Five for five made cuts. No finish worse than 34th. I feel like he's lost a little bit of his luster, at least in the DFS community. Mm-hmm. So, I'm that's fine with me. Nine six hundred, I think, is a fair price for him, and I think he's one I will probably be looking at hard. Got to go ninety two hundred, Gary Woodland for my favorite play. Yeah. Uh, been playing good. Uh, got a little good momentum at the PGA Championship. Was not good Sunday with the five over, but. He still finished T38. He's had a fifth at Wells Fargo, the start of April, back in Texas at Valeria. He had a sixth. So there's two top tens out of the last five times out. He played well here last year. He kind of faded on Sunday because I remember watching having a, a bet on Woodland, and he faded to eighth or ninth but was very much in contention to win this thing a year ago. So And that's when Woodland wasn't playing good. He's seeming to show a little bit of form. So I kind of kind of think Gary Woodland's like a must-play for me here. He's He's on my list. Like he's fifty to one right now. Like, would you rather bet him at fifty to one this week or sixty-six to one at the U.S. Open? Oh, easily the fifty to one here. He's yeah. only sixty-six to one at the U.S. Open because he's won it. And, yeah, right in California. Even though different between northern and southern, but yeah, yeah. I mean, plus, I mean, so we've seen him win on a short course before at Pebble. Um, where else has he won? Like He's one waste management. We were oh, just yeah, talking yeah. about. That's right. I'm not sure uh, Phoenix has any correlation to uh, Colombo, no. but uh, let me see. Where else has he won? The I trans- can't name the other the places. Transitions, which I have no idea what course that is. Oh, in oh, was... Copperhead, the Valspar. So he's won some shorter courses. Valspar is Texas too? No. No, Florida. Florida. That's right. Let's see. Second at Honda. That'd be another OHL, CIMB, you know, okay. Third at Sony. Sony's kind of another slight correlation course here. So, so yeah, no, I, I, I think Woodland's, I was, I mean, I was, I was starting to think about betting him at the U.S. Open during the weekend. Glad I didn't, but, um, yeah, 50 to 1, I, that, uh, that might be, you know, I said I haven't liked many bets this week. That might be one I have to get on. I'll, I'll get on that one too. I'm a Gary Woodland fan, and if I'm searching for somebody in the in between thirty and a hundred, and a guy like Gary Woodland who I like already is there, boom, done. So I'll get on him. Uh, if you don't go Tony Finau, or if you play two from here, where else are you going? I start Abe answer. Um, Easy. Just playing. I mean, play, playing well again. He's due for a win, but fourth in my model. Uh, Top 10 tee to green, proximity 150, 175. Number one par four strokes gained. That's usually good news. Um, just checks a lot of the boxes and 9,700 coming off a nice Sunday at the PGA. I can uh, ride the form with him. 
answers my second as well for uh, many of those reasons. I mean, hell, why not put on that Fletcher Azul hat? They sell it down there in Texas. He can get some uh, promotions in the local place for his tequila while he wins his first one. So I like Abe Answer too. I, I think he makes a lot of sense. Like like you say, I mean, he just continues to play good. Play was was in the mix here last year. I like him. Yeah. So he's my number two too. Um, right. Who you fading if you've got no one else here on the positive side to throw at? All right, I'm going to go with a bold fade. Corey Connors. Okay. He's. I mean, relatively speaking. He is starting to cool down just a little bit. Last three tournaments, 21st at Valspar, 43rd at Wells Fargo, 17th at PGA. Didn't really do much after after he was the first-round leader on Thursday. So, I mean, his approach is still there. He's just bleeding a little bit around the green, a little, a little bit putting, and what I expect to be heavy ownership. There's at least a little bit of a downward trend. Like, maybe he's, just, he's cooling off just a little bit, so... For that reason, I'm just going to take a bold fan, Corey Connors, this week. I don't hate anybody in this tier. I, I could be either. talked into anyone. Like, Corey Connors is kind of at the bottom of my my 9K standings. I've got Joaquin Neiman. He's not, like, dominating right now, but you want to talk me into Joaquin Neiman, oh, he's 16 of 16 for made cuts. He'll find you a weekend. Like, that's my fade, but truth be told, like, Sun JM, Kokrak, Neiman, Scheffler, none of the guys, Zalatoris. I could make a case for any of these guys. I actually like this tier a ton, so I probably don't get the 10K real, real, real often. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I mean, I can see myself going more Akawa and just hitting these guys, or, you know, I don't know how. I, yeah, I can even see myself not playing more Akawa, but he, he's just such a dominant number one in my model that I think I kind of have to, but yeah. There, I, mean, I have three guys started at 9Ks, and there's, yeah, you're right. There really isn't anybody that I despise here. Shall we go to 8K? Yeah. Let's do it. We'll do Justin Rose at 89, Billy Horschel 88, Charlie the Seagull Hoffman 87, Ryan Palmer 86, Phil Mickelson 85, Kevin Nye 84, Kevin Streelman 83, Wallace 82, Cameron Tringali 81, and Brian Harmon, AK even. Skeeter, who do you like as your best play in 8K? I don't have a best play. Hmm. Like, I have three guys I like, but I don't know if I have anybody that's like, oh, yeah, I have to play them. I mean, if you're going to force me to choose somebody, it's going to be Streelman. I mean, yes, there could be some concern about him. You know, how does he respond after kind of a tough Sunday at Kiowa? But this kind of feels like a course Streelman could be okay at. You know, it's not real long. Um, He's 10th of my model, 8th in opportunities gained, 10th in approximately from 150 to 175. What is his history here? Struman's not great. There's two Kevins that have won here. He's neither one of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so 18th in 2017 is best finish. Yeah, I maybe, maybe he's one that I talk myself out of just because of that letdown, but this feels like a – I'm surprised he hasn't played better here, so – I kind of thought this would fit him, too, honestly, before looking that up. Because yeah. I'm with you. I thought this would be a better Strowman course. I agree. So maybe that's worth another look. But I guess he's my favorite. But maybe I just talk myself out of it. Because, well, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. There's one of the three guys I'm playing. is I know I cannot ever mention him as my favorite. Because, well, that's uh, uh, you're the president of his fan club, sir. So the floor is yours. 
Well, first of all, I, w- I must say that once he, uh, the, the soon to be mentioned, my favorite play in AK, uh, who, um, well is the seagull. I was watching and he birdied early on Sunday and then he made a bogey and I was like, ah, he's probably out. Like it's now officially I'm rooting for Streelman time. Not that the Phil win wasn't awesome, but easily Streelman was my guy, uh, out of the leaderboard once Phil was out of the mix or once, uh, Charlie was out of the mix, but 8k. Yeah. It's Charlie Hoffman. Dude, he continues to play good. Uh, somewhat of a letdown on Sunday, I guess. I mean, T17, that ain't bad. Uh, he was even par on that one. But Hoffman's been playing good. He plays good uh, at some Texas courses. Not that this is a Valero course, but he plays good in Texas. And guess what? He's played pretty darn good here. I mean, Charlie Hoffman, 8,700 makes a ton of sense. He's had what? Uh, in the last like uh, decade, he's had four top 25s here. So give me Charlie Hoffman while he's playing good. You know I'm already playing him anyway. And he could throw out the missed cut last year. I mean, last year. First tournament a- back. Yeah, first tournament back, you play well, fine, but if you didn't, you know. It's, and he you know. was not playing. Remember, Charlie Hoffman was, like, playing pretty crappy for a yes, while. Yes, he was, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I, I put that down as just part of his crappy crappy spell. No, I think that's perfectly fair. So if you don't go Streelman, and it's obviously Hoffman as your number two, is it just simply Hoffman you got more to tell me, or you got someone else? The only other name I have started is Matt Wallace. Um all right. And I don't know if I get to him. Um, not, fifth in my model, ninth tee to green, seventh par four strokes gained, top 15 birdies are better, approach opportunities gained. Like, so he raced out statistically. I just, you know, even in his past tournaments, I mean, pretty, I mean, sixth at Wells Fargo, third at Valero, 18th at Heritage. I mean, he's putting up some nice finishes. I just, I don't know. Like, he, he's one that stats-wise makes sense, but I don't know if, if in my mind that's somebody I want to go with. So I need to I want to look into him a little bit more as the week goes on. I, I go with Brian Harmon here, I think. Uh, he's still been playing good. Yes, didn't make the cut uh, to PGA, but was plugging along very well. A shorter course, Brian Harmon, admittedly not the longest hitter, uh, could do a little bit better here. And he's got a hell of a course history. So give me Brian Harmon, a guy I've been enjoying uh, – Using and and betting on here recently, anyway, more so enjoying in my DraftKings lineups because he hasn't really fulfilled that win. But this could be it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I gotta ask you a question. Are we? Are we? I know we love we love to overthink things here. Are we? Are we idiots for not considering Phil? No, nah, I'm not considering Phil. Okay. Not even a chance. He's my fade. Um, it's not. Uh, look, he just won. He just won an iconic. First of all, Phil is probably going to withdraw from this tournament. Don't you think so? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of surprised he hasn't yet. I mean, I mean like, he's my fade, but, dude, you want to talk, talk about, about an instant withdrawal, withdrawal warning. I've had cocktails in the clubhouse at the ocean course at Keough Island. If I were Phil Mickelson, I'd still be doing that. <laughs> I mean, just no, I, I get it. He's won here a couple times too, but could you, I mean, dude, we're talking about one of the biggest major championship wins in history. I mean, this puts him in top 10 golfer of all time caliber. This is a, this is as big of a win as maybe his first major, maybe not quite, but damn close. Like, eh, it fills my fade. So anyway, there's my fade. But you know, Phil also loves the attention and sure. 
my gosh, coming off the win last week, like him showing up here, this could just be him in his glory. And who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe somebody's uh, challenged him to a 500k match this week, and you know, Phil's always up for the bucks. So, um, you, you're right about that. He won more than that last week, but yeah, um, I don't know if I really have a fade here. Like, I again, it's another tier. I think. I, I mean, Harmon might be my fade. He just kind of feels slightly out of place and. Seems like he's maybe more of a P-Dye specialist, and we've had some of those P-Dye courses that he's starting to kind of calm down from a little bit. So, betting-wise, Kevin Knott, 66-1, he's had a pretty good history here. Has won. Mm-hmm. I think he also has a bad memory here. I think this is a course he took a 16 at, wasn't it? No, that was TPC San Antonio. Oh, sorry, mixing up my uh, Texas courses. That's okay. I, I distinctly remember watching something like uh... – on the golf channel where he, they replayed it. And then he also went out there and played the whole, and he like played it to an easy par after uh, taking that crazy number. Cause he like, du- he wasn't sure if he double hit one coming out of the trees. Like it was, yeah, chaos. But yeah, so his number at 66 to one feels a little high. Um, but yeah, again, it's just not a tier that I really have a ton of opinion in. Fair enough. Shall we take it to the 7Ks? Sure. All right, big list of names. Some guys I like. Skeeter, I'll start with you. Uh, you got a favorite out of this list of fellas. Oh, give me a second here as I mark down the timestamps here. Um, I thought I had somebody. No, I don't. Like, I have players I like. All right, I have no idea if I... I, I mean, I played him last week, I think... Uh, yeah, he made a cut, just didn't do anything. I mean, we got a Grillo at 7,900. Keeps playing mm-hmm. well. Second in my model. Top 10 approach, opportunities gain, proximity 150 to 135, par 4 strokes gain, birdies are better. He's actually above field average putting over the past 24 <laughs> rounds. Like, this is remarkable for Grillo to actually be a huge positive putter. Like, he's gained strokes putting three of his last four events like i mean his his approaches right now are just i mean in those same tournaments that he's been putting well he's gained seven plus shots in approach those tournaments second heritage 14th wells fargo 30th at w at wpga have the pga like, <laughs> yeah talking's hard um yeah what are you gonna do six even six at puta Cana, so i mean he's playing really well like he's not somebody i would ever hit the lock button on but he might be too hard to ignore at 7,900. Um, I'm assuming he'll get some popularity, but um, good grief, the numbers support it. If he's not my favorite, he's very close. Um, because you went with him, I'll go with Keith Mitchell. I mean, yeah. we were talking about him before. Yeah. Uh, at 101, that just seems like a crazy long number when it was just so close that uh, to him winning – T3 at Wells Fargo. He was 26 at Byron Nelson. Valspar was where he had the whack putter. That's a 69. He was 17th at Valero. So that's like three out of the last four top 26 or better with uh, the one putter askew incident. Like Keith Mitchell seems a little bit, I don't know, 7,800 doesn't necessarily seem like a low price on him. It seems fair, but I'll say he's my favorite since you went with Grillo, who I also love. But 101 seems like, I mean, I'm making that bet. All right, you're talking me into that one. Especially with the top six going with it. You know what I mean? Like, just seems like he's got at least a chance of being in contention here. And 
I don't know. No. All right. Playing with top 10, 101. There you go. 9 to 1 uh, in the top 10, so. Yeah, I like it. Um, I like Grillo a ton, too. Uh, where else are you going besides those guys? I mean, Chris Kirk just keeps making cuts and still playing pretty well. So 7,600, I will use him. Um, and he's won here, too. That's right. When did he win here? Mm. 2015. Oh, actually, yeah, pretty good history. I didn't look at ton. Like I, I know I made the file, but I didn't look a ton into it. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny that you create it, but I'm, I'm, I'm like telling you about it. Well, it's because when I make it, I actually hide all this, all the numbers, so I can just mark off the players who are playing, and then, then not get you know, your attention de- span. Right, delete the rows. Like I'm just trying to get it done. I don't really pay a ton of attention to it. I was almost trying to think more like who fits the course mold. Uh, Varner was top twenty last year. He's he, you know he's gonna be a solid stack guy. Pat Kazire's starting to play better again, and he's an odd one to try to figure out. But ninth at Valero, third at Byron Nelson, so he's got back to back top tens in Texas. Um, Gaining strokes putting, he's losing off the tee, but off the tee's not that big of a deal here. Uh, his approach is kind of a hit or miss, but if he's on. He makes some sense here. Uh, Vijegas at 7,400 continues to play well again. And then, uh, well, it's the summer months, and I feel like I always play this guy in the summer because he can absolutely score. That's Taylor Gooch at 7,300. Ethan approach, 23rd opportunities game, 20th and Tita Green. Like, these are numbers I want to see at, at, you know, 7,300. So he's another one that kind of popped out for me a little bit. Uh, Russell Knox has played well here, isn't yeah. playing great, but plays well here. Joel Dahman, pretty, uh, decent right now option for me. Ian Poulter, Carlos Ortiz, Doug Ginn. Those are some of the names you didn't mention that I'll take a peek at, but, uh, Grillo, Mitchell, those popped to me. Snedeker too, at the very top, uh, is playing a little bit better here lately. Yeah. And then the only other guy, I'm trying to figure out where this is coming from. Short-term models for me. Uh, eighth at Valspar, missed cut at Wells Fargo on the number seventh at Byron Nelson. Seven K Troy Merritt. Um, okay. Putter has been good. Around the green's been good. Approach has been decent. It was good off the tee at Byron Nelson. So I I don't think I'm going there, but he was at least one in the short-term models popped out that uh, was maybe worth a look. Like if I need somebody at seven K in my three lineups because I can't get anything else to work, uh, he's one I'll look at. I'll go 7K Sebastian Munoz, but perhaps yeah. too. Um, you got a fade for me in 7K. Oh, um, Uline's been winning the Corn Ferry, so I'm not going to fade. All right, he's act. I'm actually going to use him too. I didn't want to like just throw out all the names because I played 10 lineups in all the 7Ks, but I'm going to use him too. Uh just because I never get this guy right, uh, Kyle Stanley. Um, he would also would have done if he was at the PGA last week. He would have done well as far as that Phoenix correlation. Um, but yeah, he's just not do uh, not making a ton of birdies. Really bad putting, not doing a ton of approach. And I say I never get the guy right. So there you go. Go ahead and play him. Kevin Kisner for me. I was looking at all the reasons uh, to play him. Short course where he plays well. Uh, he's won winner. here, but he's playing terrible, man. And I just he hasn't made a cut in forever. Yeah. No. I mean. Missed on a number of Valspar, but yeah, everything else kind of bad. Um, I can't fade Kisner simply because this is the first time when he won here was the first time I ever picked a one and done winner. Oh, okay, well, fair enough. 
So I'm not saying it's the most logical reasons, but uh, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I was I didn't have a logical reason to bet Hideki, but it won. <laughs> so it's okay. Sometimes those tickets just cash for fun. That's right. Uh, and sometimes those great lineups go 0 for 6 that I still swear to God on my soul that that 0 for 6 at the PGA or the uh, uh, Players' Championship was still a good lineup. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there were some – I mean, any tournament, it's like where – I, where's my 0 for 6 at? It's a couple years ago. I have to look. at my, Maybe it was here. But, yeah, I pulled an 0 for 6. I was proud of it. Like, hey, you know what? That, that takes some skill to legitimately choose a lineup and they all miss the cut. Like, that's just golf. <laughs> How about we take it to the final stand, the six Ks? Yep, sounds good. All right. All right. Now I don't know how often I'm getting in here. If, if I start with three nine Ks, I might have to. I don't know, but I'm starting with you, and I'm going to ask you: Do you have a favorite in these six Ks? I do, and this is going to be a really weird one. Um, what if I told you there was a guy at sixty two hundred that has made eight straight cuts? The worst finish of those eight straight cuts is 50th. Granted, best is 15th. But he's basically hovering around T30 in his past six events. I tell you that I'm not sure I really know a whole lot about Vincent Whaley, but I'm listening. You are correct. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just looked at the made cuts, and I was like, it's got to be this dude when I clicked on it. Yeah, so, I mean, good birdie, good birdie or better guy. 20th in putting, 21st par 4 strokes game. Nothing really else is, you know, kind of average or maybe slightly below average in, like, opportunities gain proximity. But, gosh, eight straight cuts in a row at 6,200. Like, even in this field, if he's 30th at 6,200, you're going to take that all day because that savings oh gets you a couple of those 9K or your three 9K guys. You can go play Whaley, and then you still have room for a couple sevens. Like, it just feels like this is a really good value and it's a slight mispricing. I don't know. If I'm betting him to win at 200 to one, but I think he's like 20 to one, top 10. Maybe he's top 20 odds, or probably like five to one, or something like that. Like those seem to make sense to me. So my favorite play, and by the way, that's a good find. I'll I'll use that. I'll I'll try to load up a 9K with like him and Sebastian Munoz and see if I can fit four guys in there. Probably not. I haven't done the math yet, but something like that. Um, my favorite play in 6K. Well, it's 6K even, and it's Michael Vysaki, but uh, that's not my favorite play for DraftKings. He? It's just he's the guy who made the cut like he was the Monday qualifier, oh. and he, like his his phone call to his parents went viral where he's crying. And he was like big, big, not crying looking kind of guy that just I don't know, man. That I was like, hell yeah, I love this dude. Um, I think I even put five bucks on him to that's right. Know, something. It didn't. It didn't cash. Let's let's be clear. Um, so there's my quote unquote favorite. But dude, short course, decent play, uh, decent player is Zach Johnson, sixty nine hundred. I know he's not playing great, but he's won here, sixty nine hundred. Like I don't know, he's making cuts mostly. Like Zach's got to be a good fit here. So there you go. Just play him and Kisner in the same lineup and go from there. Okay. Like Zach. I mean. Zach Johnson shouldn't be 6,900, should he? Maybe he should be 7,200. I mean... He should be higher than Rory Sabatini, who I love. <laughs> let's just be... Let's be fair oh, here. You've turned on real Rory. I have not... It's not true. I mean, he's just not playing that great right now. Don't you think Zach Johnson should be more? They're both past champions here. Don't you think Zach should be more? I mean, you're talking about a forward of the John Deere Classic, so, I mean... There's nothing but bias to this program today. Thank you. Today? 
Oh, fair enough. Good, good. That's a good rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, jeez. How, how, how many John Deere classic references and how many Charlie Hoffman references do we have a week? Um, it depends on how many Kiwa references I get in instead. Though I am proud of you that you didn't mention the vampire in the eight um, Only because I was fading uh, Phil. Only because I was fading Phil. And because his course history here is good. Um. So yeah, no, I like Zach. I think is my favorite here. Do you got anybody that you're even interested besides Whaley? Yeah, I mean, Hoagie just keeps putting up stats. Again, putter is not good, but good proximity from 150 to 175. Good approach guy. Uh, Richie Wawrinski, uh kind of popped up a little bit. Was he maybe more in the shorter term models? He had a good run uh, last week. Maybe that's and what really I'm thinking. Two of. weeks in a row now. But yeah, just doesn't do anything wrong in the seven Ks. If you're just kind of average. Again, bad putter, but I mean, which is a slight concern. But yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to come down here because I just like the seven so much. And if I can get away with playing Whaley, you know, that can free up some lineup space for me as well. Boy, if I started with Whaley and then I backed him up with a guy who plays decent at short courses, finished, uh, I think, dead last at the PGA by made cuts. Brian Gates, 6,100. It's been a while since he's played any good, but. Oh, boy. Um, You're like, no. I mean, his win did come off a bunch of missed cuts in a row, so. How did, how did he make the cut at PGA? That seemed like the, the if you're thinking of a course that would be a, completely against what you think Brian Gay would be. Seriously. Kiwa Island certainly fit that. I mean, I mean, he made it on the number, and then he went 80-78. I'd like to compare my back nine score with Brian Gay's, if it, even if it was from, um, I don't know, a thousand yards closer. I mean, heck, at that point, I might as well just go with my guy, D.A. Points, Central Illinois native. Uh, we could. Um, you got anything else for me here in the 6Ks? I don't know how much I'm getting in here. I mean, I could go with a fade of the guy who apparently has not made a cut, at least since Fantasy National kept stats back in 2003. All right, I'm, who I'm, we got? I'm assuming he's a former winner because he plays here every year. Uh, Keith Clearwater. He plays I don't know. this tournament every year, and I see no made cuts for him in the limited logs here on Fantasy National. So I'm assuming he's got to be a former winner from like the 90s or something. Perhaps. Maybe he's a member. I don't know. Maybe he's a special exemption guy year in, year out. I mean, I'd be okay with that. I mean, if I was that, I'd play. I'm not knocking Keith at any, any, any means. I mean, hey, if you get to play a PGA Tour tournament for whatever reason every year, psh- Better take advantage of it. So you said we need to putt well here? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. I'll fade Benny on then. <laughs> Did he make the cuts? PGA finished yeah. uh, plus five, T49. Plus five is pretty damn sco- good score, all things said. He actually fired a 68 on uh, Sunday as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was out early because he was going to see some Benny on back. Um... I like him. I, I love him, but... I mean, you want to, like, a realistic fade. There's a guy people like to play. 6,300 is pretty cheap. Like, it makes sense to get on him. But if you're going to tell me no putt, no putts, no putts, no betting on. I mean, play Denny McCarthy then, King Putter. Perhaps I would if I was trying to stay in that same price range. But I'm already going down to Vincent Whaley now. You've talked me into that. That seems like uh, the the guy I'm going to be so mad at for missing the cut at you. 
Just remember, I was big on Streelman at Travelers last year, and that nearly worked out, so there's my... It, it did. That's still like probably my best day watching golf as far as just sheer fun that I had, even though he didn't win. Oh. That, was my, that was my one time I was trying to look like a genius, and it almost worked. Usually when I try to look like a genius, they miss a cut by seven. Uh, you put me on some good long shots throughout, dude. I've, I've had some good runs. Some of them... Uh, still the best to hit is 66 to one for me, but you've put me on some guys that I've had a lot of fun cheering for. Oh, yeah, that's all that matters. Wait, wait, how it really did you, is. that's what I do it for. How did you not mention in the seven case? how did you not mention Harry Higgs? I am certainly, cause I mentioned to him before we got started. I mentioned to you before I got started. He's another guy I've written down, but I mean, like I've, I've got Vegas written down. I like Carlos Ortiz that I wrote down. Uh, oh, Vegas, think, Texas guy. Yeah, like there's a few guys that I I just I when I write down seven K names, man, I usually write down about fifteen. I don't always even get to all of them, so he's just one of the ones I omitted. But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. Plus, he might be coming. Let's be realistic here. He's coming off of a pretty big high himself. Like T four at the PGA, that's got to be the biggest payday he's ever made, right? Um, I don't know that to be certain, but I don't think Harry Higgs is one on tour. He was second at Safeway. Okay, if it's a solo second, I might pay more than a T4 at the PGA. I don't know. Uh, it definitely pays more than the second in Bermuda. <laughs> but uh, Scott Van Pelt loves Harry Higgs. Yeah, oh. he kept calling the big rig. He's like, there's the big rig. Yeah, I mean, even yesterday on the ESPN coverage, uh, before they went to CBS, they, he was talking up and them like, oh, man, there's a man crush uh, there. There is most certainly. Well, I... I uh, yes, there is. I, I see why. Harry Higgs is every man. He's easy to love. He is every man. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm on Harry Higgs. Um, anything else from the DraftKings side? I don't think so. Eh, well, let's talk yeah. a little bit about one and done. I ended up going with Victor Hovland, which was feeling like a great pick for a hot minute. Wasn't a bad pick, but wasn't wasn't the pick I was hoping it was going to be like on Friday. Oh, don't worry. I went Justin Thomas. I mean, I, uh... Sorry, bruh. I mean, hey, I was still stuck in 23, 2,373rd place, which is, well, that's about where, I mean, hey, this is an improvement from about a month ago, but, uh... 872nd still for me, so top 500 pay. Uh, we'll see where we get there. I am looking... Like, I don't know. Can you go past Ryan Palmer? I guess you could with Strelman or Wallace. Um, I've used Abe answer. Like the problem is, I'm going to be sitting here with some issues on who I've got available. I don't have those issues. Um, I got to me. I mean, maybe I should just take Emiliano Grillo and just torture myself that way. Um, <laughs> good grief. I mean, I don't know why anybody's listening to me at this point. I mean, I've just a disaster. I might go Gary Woodland this week, man. Yeah, that's... I might go Gary Woodland. I don't think I want to take Brian Harmon. Keith Mitchell? I could go with Keith Mitchell. Uh, I've already used Hoffman. I've already used Answer. Will Zalatoris is probably the yeah, most cool. used player I have available. Well, it's Neiman, actually, but I already said I'm fading him. I could use Willie Z or Colin Morikawa. I I might go Gary Woodland here, dog. I've already used Morikawa at Heritage. He, 
He broke my heart on Sunday. It was start my wonderful Sunday run. Oh, God. I don't. Like... I'm pumping in Gary right now. He's in there for me. G unit. <sighs> Mail play. Yeah. Ever use Finau? Maybe. It's all about strategy this week. I mean, you're starting to get there with now two majors plus the players in the rear view. You got to look at where you sit. Total, I think I've cashed a total of zero dollars at those two at those three events too. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm on fire. Um, oh boy, I mean, Spieth is still available for me. Like, not a bad pick. All right, he's who I have right now. We'll see if I end up there on Wednesday, but. Again, uh, you should not be worrying about who, who I'm um, who I'm using because I've just been an utter disaster. Is the play to for somebody with you? Maybe the, is the play to go further down the board to try and get an obscure win, or you just trying to get out of out of the two thousands now? I don't know what I'm trying. <laughs> to, I really don't know what I'm trying to do. I mean, that's that was kind of mean. That was kind of nasty. I'm sorry about that. No. Are you kidding? I deserve it. I mean, good grief. Uh, some, of, some of the picks I've had, like, what am I doing? Um, Matthew Wolf would draw it. Farmers. Um, Hideki, T42 at Phoenix. Frankie, 59 at uh, Pebble. Hatton, miss of the player. Yeah, I've cashed zero dollars at the players the and uh, the Masters. Like, this is just... <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, hopefully Spieth will at least make the cut for you this week. Then oh, I probably just put the kiss of death on him. So, um... and he's no longer my favorite 10k player. <laughs> I now officially don't have one. I'm only using 9ks. I've cut the top five off the board. Is that just because I use Spieth in uh, one and done? Yes, and you like yeah. Morikawa. So, uh, I mean, I may as well just go ahead and get away from Burger too, and let's just dump them all. You know, I. <sighs> When was the last time a 10K golfer actually won? Was it Thomas at the Players? Maybe. Because I've thought about this. Like, there's been a trend this year where the 10K guys might return, you know, they're not winning, so... When did Reed win? And was he a 10K guy? He, I don't think, was 10K at Farmers. Do I still have the price? Do they still show pricing on that? Bryson, uh, API, but oh, Thomas okay. won the week after. Yeah. So, Spieth had to be in the 10Ks when he won Valero by then. Uh, McElroy was 10Ks when he won Wells Fargo, wasn't he? Oh. Those are both guesses. I mean, maybe Spieth, maybe McElroy, because they both were still, like, struggling to find it. So, maybe neither one of them, them were. JT for sure was, and then Bryson and Morikawa, the two previous ones. You had a run of some 10K wins right there in those three. Okay. So, again, just something else I'm making up in my mind. No, but you're absolutely – I mean, if if I could I, – I, McElroy might not have been at Wells Fargo. I bet he was. He was either I'm low back. 10 or high 9. He was – I cannot read through my scribble. I don't know. I'm <laughs> looking back at my old notes. I can't tell. I can't read that garbage. Uh, I don't know. I can't read that. That's not but anyway, there's your answer. I don't know. That's my favorite answer. Um, I don't know. Were Cam Smith and Mark Leishman 10K at Zurich? Smitty was on fire then. 
Now I'm really just pulling crap out of my uh, keister. No, I don't think they were. Probably not. They would have been 9Ks. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> well, we got anything else for it this week? No, I don't think so. Um, again, this is the first of like two straight invitationals because next week's Memorial, which I imagine I imagine we'll see a lot of the, a lot of people at Memorial, and then not many are going to go play South Carolina with uh, Tory Pines after that. But yeah, less than a month away from the U.S. Open. I know it. I love it. Uh... It's a beautiful stretch of golf right now. I mean, because then we're going to have the Open, and then, well, we have like a month off, and we'll have the Ryder Cup. I mean, we'll have golf. A couple months. We'll have, well, yeah, so. Well, I think, well, don't forget, I think we're going to have the Olympics. But, uh, oh, yeah, Olympics, too. I forgot all about that. Hopefully. Um, sounds like there's some – I think Japan's having some issues right now with COVID, so there's a chance it doesn't happen. But hopefully, really? they can get, hopefully they can get that taken care of, and we can have the Olympics, but. I agree. Such well, as uh, such as life right now. It's sometimes you just got to delay on things. Yeah, we'll see what uh, we'll see what we get. But mosquito, uh, that's about all I got for the Charles Schwab challenge. If you got anything else, fire it at me. No, I don't think so. Um, I try to make up my mind on one and done. And basically, I think my decisions are: what am I doing with Spieth, and what am I doing with Zalatoris? That's kind of my top end decisions. Well, I wish you the best in those choices this week, my friend. Well, thank you. Same to you. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And for Skeeter Robinson, I am James Adams, and this has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.